But hey, who am I? I'm just I'm just a man speaking my thoughts. <laughs> who am I? I'm just a man. Okay. And so with that being said, um I'm recording now, so just wanna get that out there. Um That's fine, but I, I, I've said what I've said, I'm not saying it again. <laughs> if it wasn't recorded, it's lost to the masses, so the next time God gives me it to say. <laughs> touche, touche. So, the question that I have is, uh, uh, is Professor Snipe, you here, sir? Hello, Severus. Severus, welcome to the welcome to the table. I don't know what the, this channel is about. It's just the table. Welcome in. And what is the, the table about? Uh, it's a little bit of a conversation. Same thing about the table. Inversing. Yeah, and you know, sniffing, what? sniffing socks. What? <laughs> <laughs> the popcorn flavor socks. You know, you know that that. Uh... <laughs> the popcorn flavor socks. Uh... But no, um, yeah. So that's just what I see. I mean, I do agree with that. It's just that's what I see mainly when it comes to like the debates. We had uh, this guy named Little Satan, paraphrasing his name there a little bit, uh, come in and just, you know, I believe it. He's <laughs> I believe it. There's just the amount of how you know he's in and trying to create. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can I explain it? He's, well, obviously, you know, the first thing he does is come off that, you know, that, you know, say, you know, that that way is the way. And, and then on top of that, like, you know, uh, he came from, you know, atheism to that and then tries to refute that pretty much what, what we are believing in or even talking about is a lie. But that's really dumb because if there's Satan, there has to be God, right? Satan had to come from somewhere, not just poof, I'm here. You know, so it's like you actively choose. You actively choose to turn. You actively choose to rebel against God, in the sense of free, uh, utilizing your free will, um, in a way of serving the devil. And then on top of that, he's like, "Well, if God plans your whole life out, um, then you have no free will." And it's like, dude, are you listening to what you're talking about right now? Are you listening to what you're saying? <laughs> I just like discussions. Listening to you. Oh, that's something I don't understand. Is that a lot of people will very commonly, and this isn't a slight at them. I just don't understand how they end up at this place. But most of the time, people automatically hear foreknowledge and and, and immediately turn to determinationism. You know, where God causes all things, and God, you know, if if you were to go out and sin, God would have caused you to go out and sin because of their understanding of foreknowledge. Like, how? How can you equate to foreknowledge with what God actually does? Mm-hmm. Oh, grape. Nice to see you again, brother. Welcome back to the table. Hopefully you're not super trolling too much tonight but it is good to see you again 
um, yeah, one of the discussions we uh, we were going on about is, you know, the point of free will, and that if God has a plan for your life, then how do you have free will? And it's just like, okay, well, yeah, He does have a, you know, and that's a really good question, but at the same time, I think it's a dumb dumb question, especially especially in that kind of faith there, you know. I just kindly explained to him that you know we do have free will. But we do have a choice whether to follow what God's plan is for our lives or try to follow our own plan. And so, well, that's, go ahead. That's what free will. That's what free will is. Yeah. Free will, in its essence, is quite literally just the independent agency to consider and to make choices. It is a self-imposed limitation of an all-powerful being to create creations with free will. And that's the only logical possibility because if you say anything else, then you're you're quite literally saying that God lies. Yeah. Because if God claims to be all holy, but then you turn around and say, "Oh, but God caused me to sin," that's not all holy. Because yeah. God would be causing somebody's sin. I think you'd be blaspheming against a holy God too, and that's already <laughs> that's already a no no. Yeah, I was keeping it up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, we have to call it what it is, though. You have to call it what it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. And I don't know. Um, but then again, I, every time now in my own life, I can see how it's definitely, definitely in the retrobit mindset. So you know, I can now, in a sense, kind of see where other people come from in the sense of why they believe and do what they do. You know. But then at the same time, it just still makes me scratch my head as to, you know, why people do what they do. So, I don't know. Um, but what was really nice is that uh, I got everybody, I won't say I got everyone, but everyone in the party chat agreed after this gentleman had left that uh, <laughs> instead of, you know, beforehand, uh, they were like, hey, kick this guy out the server and all this other stuff. And I'm like, dude, no, don't, no, what we should do is we should pray, you know, pray for this gentleman. And it was just nice, wholesome. Everyone came together, and we just, you know, stopped the talking and actually prayed for him. So that was really nice. That was that was really cool. It just goes to show that not every everybody in this server is is. Dogs <laughs> are so loud. Yeah, they're going they're going pretty crazy over there. It's all right. Hold on, let me answer back. Um. Ooh, I win the the server right. Um. Oh boy, this guy wants me to go on a. He wants to talk about Christianity on a live stream. I think this guy is Muslim. No, if he wants to talk about Christianity, then he can come in here and have a conversation with you. You are not his dog. <laughs> you are not his dog. <laughs> I like that. You are not his dog. Uh, Mr. S Neil Spirits. I think there's something going on with Neil Spirits. Oh, well, no, that's right. Well, if you didn't ever accept my friend request, I don't know how I feel about you right now. Um, what are you talking about? I sent you a friend request. It says outgoing friend request. 
you, you probably don't look at them. Alf Sauce. Welcome back to the table, brother. Cat, get a job. How about that? Stop me out and go get a job. What yeah? is going on in your background? What? Oh, you want to see it? Here you go. You got a green screen or something going on? Is <laughs> he smelling Every day. Is he smelling socks? Because the Bible teaches that Mary could hear us. Where? That's a stretch, but I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna uh, say Revelation 12 teaches. I'll look it up just for the sake of Yeah, there's a woman and then there's a children. So this woman's the mother of this offspring. So it's a woman and her children. And she's with her children, fleeing from the devil. Uh, I think it's 14 to 17. Welcome, Swiss Cheese. How you doing, brother? Welcome back. I'm doing great. Thanks to the Trinity and thanks to the Mother of Jesus. If you, okay, okay, Drew. We see you, brother. <laughs> Muslims make my head hurt. <laughs> Muslims make your head hurt. Agency exists in the Bible, but I don't think that's a refutation of the Trinity. No, with agency, you have to have a declaration of agency, um, such as a prophet saying, Thus says the Lord, or declares Yahweh, things like that. So when Moses says, I'm the Lord who freed you... How is that a reference to Mary? There's no, there's no... Uh, because verse 5, read verse 5. If this you woman does something. Hey, Swiss cheese, if you could, hey, just throw it in the, um, throw it in the open chat. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah Alsace, what does verse 5 say? Can you read it out loud or you want me to post it? Post it. She For everyone. Birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, but her child is caught up to God and to his son. Who gave birth? Woman. Who's the child? Jesus. Well, who gave birth according to the Gospels? Mary. There you go. Well, that doesn't mean that she can hear you. Well, if she's our mother, because we're her children in Revelation 12, and but she's with not. us... The woman was given the two wings of the, great, of the great eagle, so that she might fly from the serpent... Yeah, this woman's the also Israel, by the way. To the place where she is. Yeah, oh, that was the woman both Mary and Israel. Because the offspring is both Christ and the church. And Genesis the, 3. The church isn't even the offspring of Christ. No, the church is not the offspring of Christ, it's the offspring of the woman. And Christ is also the but offspring of the woman. I, I don't see how you're coming for up example, with that conclusion. For, so, for example, let me give you an example, right? Genesis chapter 3. Um, we all know that's the story of the serpent, the woman, and the offspring. Uh -huh. um, and we obviously know that the seed is Christ, right? The one who is to crush the head of the serpent, it's Christ. That's her offspring, it's Jesus. In Revelation 12, it's echoing the story of Genesis 3, but it, the offspring is the church. So the offspring of this woman is Christ and the church. 
and but the you woman have to add words to get that interpretation though well of course it's an interpretation but it's an interpretation supported by tradition words. yeah we have to add words for everything it's an interpretation no, but just plain no. reading of the text if you read Genesis 3 and we all agree Christ is the seed is it Christ alone no it's not Christ alone Christ alone isn't the seed Re Revelation 12 says it's the church um, so the offspring being Christ and the church make up one offspring the woman being Mary and Israel make up one woman Christ picturing the church and Mary picturing Israel it's all typology she gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all nations with a rod of iron, but her child was caught up to God and to his throne, and the woman fled into wilderness, where she has prepared a place for God in which she will be nourished for 1260 days. So tell me, where is where, where does this woman bear more than one child? Revelation, so she has spiritual just, children. Wait, wait, wait. Revelation 12. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm reading it right now. I don't, I don't see any, anything about that. Okay, so in verse in verse fourteen, so in, in verse five, you know that, right? The church okay. doesn't come from Mary. The church comes from the side of Christ. Okay, okay, I, I understand that. But if uh, for so verse five, um, her offspring here is a son. We all agree it's Christ. So that's her offspring. Offspring is so that's her child. Um, and verse fourteen says. The woman was given, or is it, no, 17, sorry, this is echoing Genesis 3. Notice the connection. Let me pull up Genesis 3.15 and Revelation 12.17. Notice the, the connection with the way they, they're speaking. So God tells Eve in Genesis 3.15, I will put, um, a second, he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your children and her children, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel revelation 12:17 says then the dragon was enraged or enmity at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her children those who keep god's commands and hold fast to the testimony of jesus sounds like israel and uh well israel is not our mother israel is we are spiritual is the nation we are the spiritual nation of Israel and we believe our mother's Mary um, and if you keep reading Genesis 3 right it's after not up, right after God tells um because it, it all connects to Eve because right after Eve sinned God tells Eve you're gonna have a child who's gonna crush Satan and right after Adam hears that he names the woman Eve and it says because she's going to become what? the mother of all the living. Pause. So in the future. Pause. Um, he names the woman Eve after she sins? Yes. No. Okay. Yeah, that's a no-go, brother. Um, so can yeah, you I'm show gonna... me where she's called Eve? Yeah, Genesis gotcha. Genesis 2. She's got a Genesis 2. I was going to say I have to call Cap on that one, brother. Genesis 2? Where does he call her Eve? That's okay. Hold on. Can you show me the verse? Drew, are you putting it in or should I read it? Uh, you can read it, but if you yeah. want to go ahead and give them the reference if you have it, that's Yeah, can you? Because Eve means the m mother of all who lives. So can you show me where Adam names her Eve in Genesis? Any, anywhere prior to the fall? 
It's not there, by the way. I, I've read Genesis, but it's not there. I don't want to sound arrogant, but it's not in anywhere prior to the fall. Wow. That close-up. What does woman mean? Uh, woman means womb of man, because um, once God uh, takes out Adam's rib, um, he Adam calls her woman, or I think God calls her that, because she was taken from the womb of a man. So womb man. That's literally what the Hebrew is. And Eve means mother of all the living. But men don't have wombs. I know it's 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 not it's not a literal womb. It's it's metaphorical for his rib. Hold on, how is woman made? That's what the Hebrew means. How is the woman made? How was the woman made? Yes, sir. Okay. She was made. She was made from the rib of Adam. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, from the rib of Adam. So she's called woman for that reason. Man, woman. Woman doesn't mean Eve, by the way. So I want to know where he calls her Eve in anywhere prior to the fall. I see what he's going on about. He's going about chapter 3, verse 20, where it says uh, Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all living, all the living. That's, that's yeah, where you're getting it from? Yeah, so right after God tells her the promise that Satan will be crushed by her child, he then names her Eve, and the reason for that is because she's going to become the mother of all who live. So becoming the mother of all who live right after hearing the promise of God. Now this promise wasn't fulfilled in her actual child. This was symbolic for Christ, because Eve's child didn't crush anybody. He got crushed by the devil. Her, so this Eve and her seed is a picture of who we say is Mary and the and in Christ. Because Eve's child didn't literally crush Satan. Eve's child fell. And Eve didn't literally become the mother of all who live. That this was all type typologically connected to Mary and Christ. That doesn't make any sense though, because we we kind of we all came from Mary. All of us came from Mary and Adam. Eve. All of us came from Mary. Mary. Am I bad? <laughs> you can... All of us come from. Excuse Technically, me. if you really want to push the limits, we could go and say that we all came from Noah's side because after the flood. Well, yes, but Noah still no, comes from so Adam. It, and Eve. Yeah, I was just about to say, it still does. So all so of us did, came from Eve. Did, so did the woman's. Uh, child's crush Satan down the bloodline. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not bloodline because Satan doesn't have a bloodline, and it's Satan's offspring as well. It's Satan's offspring versus the woman's offspring. Satan, yeah. So Satan doesn't have a bloodline. It's all spiritual. Exactly, it's all spiritual. The woman in Revelation 14 isn't a typography for anything other than spiritual Israel. So was the seed spiritually of, the church? Out of Israel, the Messiah was brought forth. I, I I agree, but is the seed spiritual or is it literal? It's both. Oh, so it could be both in this case, but it can't be both in another case? Well, when you're talking about, what is it, Genesis 3 something? 3.20. Why can't 3.15 be literal and symbolic at the same time? Well, I'm saying it is. 
So then the woman is literally a woman and the seed is literally her child. But it's also symbolic because the woman's also Israel, seed is symbolically the church. Okay, but you're reading that from the New Testament into the Old Testament. That's, that's uh, the issue I was Yeah, saying. Revelation 12, because Revelation 12 expands on it. I know. Uh, Revelation. Read that into Genesis. You have to read Genesis into Revelation. When you read Genesis into Revelation, you have a much different story. You have the mother so being how? Israel, the son being Christ, and then the offspring of Israel being those who abide in Christ. No, we are spiritual Israel, though. Uh, Israel, didn't say it, we, 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 we didn't give. Israel didn't birth us. We are Israel. I so if you want to say I, we're Israel. I never said Israel birthed us. Well, that says from, that. I said Israel birthed the Christ. And by us abiding in Christ, we are given the authority to be called sons of God. Israel. We are Israel. Yes, because we're grafted into Israel. And that's okay, how we get so Revelation God. 12, the woman is Israel. So we're now the woman? That makes no sense. Okay. Hmm. That this woman has to be a mother, and it can't be Israel because Israel is not our mother. Uh, Mary is. Is what we believe. But Mary's no one, no one else. Nobody comes. Nobody alive today comes from Mary. No, that's not. See, we don't believe. No one alive today comes from God the Father, because God the Father's spirit. He never had sex. He never gave birth to anybody. No one comes from God the Father. Yet we see, call that's him Father. A false equivocation. How is that false? Because be we're talking about somebody who is human. We're not talking, no, whether he, we're whether not even positing God or the Father into this equation. So why do you call God your Father if you didn't come from God? Because he because no 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 you're wrong. It, wait, it's a, actually, it's a relational an and he's our creator. Oh, hold up, let me give you this. First. No no that's not well it is it does tie into God being the creator because Father does mean origin. But Hebrews two ten says. For it became, sorry, I think it's Hebrews 2.11 actually. This is why we call God Father. I don't know how to post it. Hebrews 2.11. There you go. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I have declared your name to my brothers. That's why we can call God our Father, because God, because of Christ being our brother, God is now spiritually our father and we take the same logic and say because Christ is our brother Mary is our spiritual mother and of course we use typology Revelation 12 Genesis 3 and a bunch of other stuff to to connect that are you Roman we also Catholic? have 2,000 years of tradition but so you Roman Catholic I'm apostolic but whether Roman Catholicism or Orthodoxy I, I don't know between I'm still just mm, well Hmm. You're sounding like a Roman Catholic, not an Orthodox. Orthodox would say the same thing. No, no Orthodox would. do not venerate Mary as far as Roman Catholics do. What do you mean? They call her the, the, the tree of life, the fountain of immortality. Roman Catholics go so far to say that Mary is the queen of heaven. Amen. Some of them say that she was bodily assumed into heaven, which denies the uh, words of Hebrews. All, all of them say that. You can't, 
can't be Orthodoxy, Roman Catholic. Orthodoxy does not say that Mary Mary was born. Well, well, no, no doubt there's differences between between how Orthodox and Catholic. Oh my God, Mary. Gosh, it's almost like that's what I said originally, and you denied it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're speaking of Mary's, they both agree that she's the mother of us. If we're speaking of like our our relationship with Mary as as her being our mother, they both agree that she's our mother. They may have small differences like the assumption, you know, immaculate conception. But when it comes to our relationship with her, we both agree on it. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> I'm gonna say mm on that one. On on, on this. Yeah, we, we actually I, I I personally I went to an Orthodox church. I follow I agree with most of their teachings on things, but we say things like through Mary, death came through Eve, life has come through Mary. And we say Mary's the tree of life. We call her the fountain of immortality. We oh, call no. her the city oh, of no. God. All of that is unbiblical. Like, Very unbiblical. We call, her, we call her the city of God, the everything. We say that she's the, she's, she's the everlasting. Oh, wait, yes, time out. Are. Time out. Time out, guys. Hold on. Um, appell and an appropriate nickname. Welcome back to the table. Yeah, we, we, you, you can't call her heaven. You can't call her Jerusalem. You can't give these titles to well, her. Well, we do God call her Jerusalem, too. It's, you guys it's, do? It's because it ties in with doing. typology, so what? Is that you Dude. aren't supposed to be doing that. Just because here, here. it ties into typology doesn't mean anything. That's just like saying Joshua, who came after Moses, should be exalted the same way Christ did, simply because he, he fixed the prophecy. No, no, no. We, we. So let's let me give you that. We say like Israel's the nation, right? Something said about Israel in the Old Testament is it can be said of Mary in the New Testament, and this is found with the apostles, right? And also, um, Christ Himself. For example, I understand that. I just gave you the being exalted as Christ is in the Acts of the Apostles. It actually says um, something said of Christ in the Old Testament about the Messiah says that God will. Um, you know, show his name to the Gentiles to the ends of the earth. The apostles, although that? it's said about God, the apostles apply it to themselves and say this is about us. And it's they're not exalting themselves to Christ's level, but they're understanding that they can they can use language of Christ and apply it to themselves if it's within the right context. Okay, I'm not gonna argue with you. Yeah. Nothing you said addressed the point that I brought to the table, so I'm just gonna step back and go do what I need to do. Yeah. Um, no, so, that, so, that so it didn't. I so, actually did address your point. How did I not address it? Uh, okay. Okay. Fulfilling Moses's prophecy, or Joshua being a type of Christ, or however way should mean, we should exalt Christ the same way we exalt Joshua. And I said, no, that's not true, um, because no, in the, in, no in, other way around. I was saying sorry, you can't you can't affirm mere typology to the person that it it represents. For example. You can't ha you can't glorify Joshua as the Christ for fulfilling the prophecies that Christ filled. You have to glorify Christ for fulfilling those prophecies. That's the exact same methodology you should have with Mary or any other saint. Oh, so oh, okay. So you're saying a prophecy of Joshua could, is fulfill generate Christ for fulfilling that prophecy. But amen. The prophecy of Israel was yes, fulfilled not, in Mary. Not, not the original one. 
Okay, okay, cool. So then, so, well, actually, I agree with you because we say, we say a prophecy. She doesn't have any prophecies outside of one or two, like Isaiah nine six. No, nah, we disagree. We say, we say there's prophecies. Wait, I know you disagree. Yeah, I know, but but we're saying we're using the same logic. The prophecy of the woman in Genesis three was fulfilled in Mary, so we venerate her for that reason. All right. So, with that being said, I'm gonna probably let like this go on for about another like five, ten minutes, maybe less than that. Um, is there any other points? Oh, I'll be listening. I have to hop off and go do something. So, ten four. I'll still be here listening, but I won't be able to chat. Awesome. Alrighty then. Wow, that that got pretty. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I all I'm gonna say is that um. <laughs> mayonnaise and instigator <laughs> welcome to the table bro um so mayonnaise. yeah we really venerate the busted mother um yeah i don't i don't i can't i i'm not gonna sit here and say that uh yeah no i just i just couldn't really agree with that um i just couldn't where's your guys's tradition at you could do you guys have any tradition to go against us because we follow tradition and the apostolic tradition mm. which is teachings that are not in the bible but they're not against the bible and they're taught by the apostles disciples so we we have tradition but but where's the protestant traditions where do you have a church father saying hey mary don't venerate her it's idolatry. You got to think of the historic point of view on these things, because the Bible's not enough to, to tell you. Wow. Um, I, I guess that's yeah, just we don't, we don't. We don't believe sola scriptura. We don't believe the Bible's enough to, tell us, um, every single thing about truth. None are worthy like, more than other than God. So why would you exalt somebody else over God? Yeah, I'm just why literally about to say that. Uh, yeah, none is worthy but God. Uh, but we God is the same yesterday as he is today. Yes, amen. Not, no one's worthy of worship but God alone. So why would you pray to another person? Because veneration isn't worship. Intercession isn't worship. God commands intercession every time. Well, if only God can hear your time. prayers. Well, that's an assumption. The Bible never says that. Because even in the Old Testament, is the... Well, it's, it's not a fact. You're you're wrong until you're proven right. Because in, in the Old Testament, God even says, God teaches intercession. He says, even if Moses and Samuel were to stand before me and plead for the people of Israel, I would not turn to them. So so even then, God is teaching people, hey guys, all you guys like um, asking intercession for Moses, not saying that I won't answer them, but in even even if you guys were to do it, my heart wouldn't turn to you. That's how upset I am at you. So there's intercession all over the Old Testament. And at that time, Moses and Samuel were dead. They weren't alive. So intercession is everywhere. And it's more present in the New Testament. Um, and in the Old Testament, you have, you have, you have King Solomon venerating angels, um, kings, queens. So there's veneration everywhere. But it doesn't mean there's worship. You know? Worship isn't veneration. People venerated the snake on the cross 
in Moses' time, people venerated. Veneration is an intercession? No, I know that. I know veneration is an intercession, but um, we practice intercession just because we believe in it. We believe that the saints in heaven could pray for us. The, the problem that I'm having a lot with, with what you're talking about is like, we're trying to tell you what's up, and then you're just like, well, yeah, I get that that's not it, but we do it anyway because of this. It's like you're contradicting, you're, you're agreeing and also contradicting yourself. No, you, you know, you guys disagree because of your opinion. Like, you guys have no verses to show me to prove your point. I mean, I don't, we don't need a verse when your own actions and even you explaining it would tell us that, like... Wait, it, don't you believe in Sola Scriptura, that the Bible's enough? Yeah, I believe the Bible is enough. The, I believe the Bible is all you need. There's no DLC that comes along with this. This is all you need. So then, give me something. Give me something that's good. Give me something that's. The Bible's enough, right? So I, I just want something that says not to do it. You can't say it's basic knowledge. No, I need a verse. Okay, then go find a verse. That's all I'm gonna say. Just yeah, there go, is. Go, they don't go find it. Go find a verse. Go find a verse. That just it just well, it does is Catholic and go for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, brother, brother. There's Catholic and Orthodox theologians that study this. There's church fathers who knew the Bible like the back of their hand. No verse in history, in any manuscript, any wording of the text ever says, "Do not venerate" or "Do not intercede." Matter of fact, the the Deuterocanon which I believe, I think some Jews used as the Old Testament, which the Deuterocan is the Old Testament. The Book of Maccabees oh. teaches intercession and purgatory. Okay. So uh -huh. there's Jewish texts that teach this. Okay. Um, first and foremost, let's take a break for a moment and uh, welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Gas Masker. <laughs> What's up, I mean? Thank you so much, brother. Welcome to the table. Popped in on a very interesting conversation. Um, oh, yeah, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Swiss cheese um, over here is pretty much practically saying. <sighs> Basically, what I'm saying is we can venerate, honor, and we can in ask for intercession for the, from the saints. Is it necessary? Necessary? No. Then why do it? Why do you ask me for prayers? Why do you know. ask any Christian to pray for you? To build up the church. To build up the people. church, okay, amen. That and you know Jesus also There's tells us to pray for each other, so that's another reason why we yeah, pray but for why each other. Yeah, why though? Why? It's, wait, but is that necessary? I mean, yes. Oh, so wait, intercession is necessary for the people on earth and alive. Yeah. Okay, where does it say that? People who are already in heaven with Jesus, you ain't gotta pray for them. Where does it say that? It's great. You and you're in heaven. You're in heaven. You're no, in the greatest place ever. Torah. The Bible's enough. I, I want to know a single... Well, the uh, Hebrews actually says that the that uh, in heaven, there's a church. And there's actual angels gathered there. So what do you do in church? Can you guys tell me what people did in church when they would go? And, uh, for example, the book of Acts, right? What did people do in church? Did they just sit there and, like, do nothing? Or did they pray? Wake up! Get a job, cat. They pray to God. They uh, pray to God, right? Okay, okay. So if Hebrews 12 says that there's a church in heaven, what do you think the church is doing? Just sitting there? Or are they praying? 
praying to God. To God. They're praying to God. Lord. Okay, God. and and in the church, do you just never ask anyone to pray for for you, or do you ask people to intercede, like First Timothy two tells you? You ask well, for intercession, and Romans eight the says. In humans asking humans, the issue is humans asking Elohim. Well, what what can separate us from Christ? Death. Nothing can separate nothing. us. And and Christ's body being the church in heaven and on earth, nothing can separate us. That's the difference. We don't believe that the church is ever separated because the foundation of truth cannot be divided. Okay. So, okay. so let me ask you this. Is Christ an Elohim? Is Christ a Elohim? What do you mean by Elohim? Do you mean spiritual being or you mean God Almighty? Well, Dude, they're both the same right now. In an ontological term, it's... it's it, it, it's not a functional term. Okay, it's an ontological ontologically term. speaking, yes, of it's course Christ, Christ is not. God. Can you just say God? I feel like Elohim in Hebrew, it's because I see Elohim differently than you do. There's some people that see it as spiritual being, and, and then angels are Elohims, and all this other stuff, and then you have um, Elohim meaning just the Lord God Almighty. So what do you mean by I, Elohim? I, dude, all right. The first um, one. I said it's an ontological term. Okay, so spiritual beings. Yes, I'm using it as it's yeah, used yes. in the Christ, old. Christ is... Is they so, Elohim? Yes, yes. 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 Sorry, what was that? Is Moses, is Moses yes. an Elohim? Yes. He's spirit. Yes. Yes, yes. Am I an Elohim? No, you're human. So. No, no, not yet. But do I have a spirit? Yeah, yeah, yes, but you're, 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 you're not a spiritual being. Yeah, you don't have a why, spirit nature. Why wouldn't I you haven't be if departed. I have a spirit? Because you, no, you no, haven't, no, no, you no, haven't okay, departed okay, okay. from the your distinction, body. Yeah, the distinction is that you have to actually die for your spirit to be separate from your body to be classed as Elohim. Okay. Yeah, yes. Elohim does not mean God. Yeah. Elohim just means a divine or spiritual being or an Israelite or an angel. It depends. And Israelite. Yeah, so, it's so, really? yeah. Excuse me. I'm kidding. Guys, let's, let's do on, it one, at, one at a time, please. Yeah. Old Testament is only ever used for spiritual entities. It's used for God Himself, Yahweh. It's used for false gods. It's used for angels as well as the spirit of human head. Those are the four uses you see in Scripture. All right. So, so, so you can go ahead and rebuttal, Swiss, because I know you've got something to say. No, I where where wait, hold on, Drew, where are you getting at with this? Like are you saying like don't worship any other Elohim but Elohim? Uh only Yahweh is the Elohim that's worthy of worship. That's where I was going. Because okay, my amen. next question you would be, is Christ Yahweh? Yes. Of course. Yes, no So no is one... Mary Yahweh? No. Is Moses Yahweh? No. So why are you praying to an Elohim who's not Yahweh when he we commands you not to do that? Because we do not believe that prayer equals worship, and neither do we believe intercession or veneration. That has nothing to do with the question. That has nothing to do with the question. I'm not talking about worship. I'm talking about simply speaking to. We are not commanded to speak to or interact with any Elohim that is not Yahweh. Okay, where does it say that? In the Old Testament. Uh, where does it say we cannot, does, we cannot it's, speak? It's, it's just one at a time, and I think I know where you're going this from. Gonna, this, is, this would fall under the necromantic laws in the Old Testament, because you're actively speaking to the deceased or to an Elohim at that point. 
So, uh, well, no, we don't, we don't believe they're dead. Dude, they're dead. Let's 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 cut the bull at that point. They're physically dead. But they're spiritually alive. No one. Yeah. Is, the ancient Israelites believed the soul was alive, despite them still being dead physically. They were still speaking unto the dead. Cut the crap, they're dead. <laughs> the, the necromancy was uh, like witchcraft. It's a form of witchcraft, which is essentially trying to bridge the, the gap between the, the realm of the dead and the living and simply reach a point where you can communicate with the spirits. This is exactly what the Witch of Endor attempted to do to for Saul when he wanted to seek out Samuel. You remember? Well, no, that is that is what happened because Saul, no, yeah. uh, Saul rebuked Saul. Saul rebuked Yeah, Saul. Samuel rebuked Saul. Yeah, Dude, imagine just... being dead. Imagine being dead and then being summoned, and your first response is literally rebuking someone for trying to like disturb you. Like, that'll be that's just giga chat level. Yeah, but in that time, they were in Hades, right? They are in the Sheol, they weren't even in heaven yet. So, my my argument would be what's the difference I've said this. what's, well, what's the difference heaven is communicating with the dead well because those we believe heaven, they're like spiritually dead spiritually resting whereas in heaven you're spiritually alive and you're never resting no okay. no no you're still you're still technically alive and showing well no 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 well if we're speaking spiritually alive in Sheol in the sense that like um you know you're they're you're, awaiting you're something yeah, yeah, but, but they're resting then dead. It's, it's not just that, because entities in heaven are also Elohim. And we're still not allowed to talk to Elohim. Okay, but you're using the term Elohim, like, it, Elohim has many definitions. And when, when, when God speaks, uh, yes, uh, don't, 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 don't worship any Elohim but me, he's referring to actual deities, not necessarily no, spiritual not. beings. No, 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 he's, not. No, he's, he's referring to any and all type of spiritual entities which not. can classify as deities. Yeah, we don't worship any of the saints. I don't know where you're getting at. We don't what worship is, any saints. Wait, like time out, time out, time out. If I can remember, and I don't remember a lot of things very well, but you were saying that you guys pray to Mary. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm just going to leave that right, right there. Yeah, okay, we, then. we pray to her, we praise her, but we don't never worship her as, as God or any in any way, shape, or form. So what would one of your prayers sound like to her? Hail Mary, full of grace. Just, the like, prayer the of angel. Right there. Just so like the angel praises Mary. They yes. Use, what, is, what does the word hail mean? Greetings in a, in a royal way. Because she's the queen. What's, yeah. a different, what's a different meaning? Hail, hail is a form of greeting in a royal manner. Hail to the queen. Yeah, like when people go hail like to the king, baby. Yeah, yeah, like like when people say like hail lady and then what's that Hold queen on. of freaking England? I don't even know her name. Hail but, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, like they say hail Queen Elizabeth, like they're saying greeting in a royal way. So that's what the Archangel Gabriel did to Mary. So okay. we, we say that prayer. Alright. So Oh, dude! Oh no, he. Uh, Definition of what? Just curious. Hell. Oh. Bro. Yeah, I got like five. You go to the Bible Hub for that, that one. Yep. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe twenty more minutes. Luke twenty-eight. Luke one twenty-eight is the verse. 
so we were, we say that. We're Roman Catholics usually say that. Right now I'm like on the edge between Orthodoxy and Catholicism, but I still support that prayer because I think, you know. Biblical. It's biblical. Yeah, it's biblical. You can't really deny the Bible. Everything in the Rosary is literally biblical. Or, well, not everything, everything. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, not. Hail Mary is, is, is biblical. Yeah, and, and the rest of the prayer of the Rosary is, like, based on biblical facts, like Mother of God, like, that's a biblical fact. Okay, so. Christ is God, right? Like, I think the, the thing that Drew was attempting to say was that any prayer which is directed towards anything, even if you're simply asking for it to be carried, can constitute as a violation of the Old Testament principle as far as Elohim is concerned. Well, we don't worship I think this them. Is what it's not about worshiping. It's not just a manner of worship. It's a manner of worship, but like literally a bowing down could be a manner of worship, but people still bow down to, for example, the Ark of the Covenant. Or to angels, they or people they with royal. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's I the don't, whole point. That's the whole yeah, point. Yeah, that's, that's our that's whole the point. Point. They didn't. They never. Hello. Yeah, because bowing down, although it can mean, or you can use the term worship, it doesn't literally mean, you know, how we worship God. It doesn't well, mean no, worship. The Ark done exclusively of the was, the Ark of the Covenant was different because it was an active form of supplication unto the one within the Ark. Like that was the basis of it all. Okay, okay, that's a good that's a good point. What was in the what was in the what was in the ark? The Shekinah glory or the 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 mm -hmm. not the physicality, the glory of the glory of God basically. The word of God made manifest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the word of God. The word of God, the rod of Aaron and uh, the what the, is the, the moments the, the manna. The manna. And, manna. and isn't that all symbolized in Christ? Yes, it's all symbolized in Christ, but I'm simply saying there's a location. No, finish, finish. No, I was literally going to say Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant because of all the above. I mean, you can you can literally say Mary is the is the new Ark simply because of what she is and did. Like no one's really disputing that, but that's or the like whole the point, Ark. right? The Ark of the Covenant was very influential in the Exodus, right? Like well, they would yeah. carry it, process it, and everything else. Without it, they would lose battles, etc. But now we are in a spiritual era where where Ark Paul says that we don't fight against swords and and like soldiers and armies, but we fight against the spiritual realms. So in that sense, we need the new Ark of the Covenant to fight against our spiritual enemies who are demons, etc. That's why they screech when they hear the rosary. Because Amen. demons So then what's it. the purpose of the Holy Spirit? Bruh. Just Bruh. like you need the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, but the Holy Spirit was still mentioned. Right, the Holy Spirit was still guiding people, right? Yes, because it was the Holy Spirit that indwelled within the Ark. He hovered the... over it, but sure. Huh? Yeah, the Holy Spirit was definitely the Holy Spirit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like that doesn't just because the Holy Spirit was there doesn't mean that they no longer need the Ark. <laughs> Just how just because the Holy Spirit's with oh, us. And... Thank God for it. For now him. it. 
that that's like Drew. You're sorry. just you're cutting in and out, homie. Uh, it's my phone. I'm sorry. You're good. Alright, now all good. I'll come back on my headphones. I'll be back. So that's like saying, why do we need the Holy Spirit if we have John the Baptist? Why do we need the Holy Spirit if we had the twelve apostles? Like it, it could be used in, in any way. If we have the Holy Spirit, why do we need the Bible? You know, it's the same. It's the same kind of yeah. line of reasoning. I think I, I think you're you're attempting to straw man the entire reasoning though. Uh, well, first, Agreed. I don't think Drew even provided with any reason. He just said it. But he could explain himself. I don't know. I just, I'm nuked. Kind of. But. You're I'll, what? I'll, I'll let him You're go. nuked? New. New to, like, the convo because oh, I kind of joined the like, oh, family. New. Yeah. But you said you're nuked and I was so confused. No, 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 I'm not nuked. <laughs> uh, you guys know Hamza? The guy from the Dawa team, I think. Dawa? Is, is he related I, to Ali Dawa? I don't even. I think they're friends. I don't even know, bro. But whatever. Hamza, this like dwarf looking guy. He's like white, Caucasian, like Caucasian looking. But he's, he has oh, a beard yeah. and he looks like a Muslim. Oh my. <clears throat> well, I'll be, I'll be right back. Yeah. Just gonna look at this thing. Oh, Drew is typing. Why isn't? Hmm? Maybe his. I don't know. Mike. I don't. I'm saying he's the spirit and dwells in the Ark of the Covenant after Christ. After Christ, the temple becomes the body, and the Holy Spirit endows us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> of course. Um, I have no 